0: or simply download the CCCIV app. You'll find the direct link to the app at www.ccciv.org forward slash get the app. Or when you text CCCIV APP to 77977.
1: They still do the same thing today. Fire is the best way to test to see if the gold is the real deal because it'll separate everything else that isn't gold and that floats to the top And you've got the impurities there. So, fiery trial. Now, I want you to know two things about what Peter says there. One, he says, don't be surprised when you face fiery trials. He says, do not be surprised. Now, he's talking about our faith, friends. And I realize that suffering can be cancer. Suffering can be... A, a physical illness, a, the, the loss of a job and everything else. that I don't demean that, and I'm not saying that that has to take a back seat, but what Peter is talking about is your faith and my faith. How we live for Christ, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were living in a pagan world without compromising their stance with God, and the results were the fiery Furnace. So one, Peter says, don't be surprised at this stuff. If you're living for the Lord, know that people are gonna come to you and they're going to attack you. When you gotta be worried, especially in today's culture, where you gotta be concerned as if nobody's saying anything about you because then that's saying you like whatever they like. You do whatever they do, and they like that, but the minute you burn a you and go the other direction, they're gonna throw eggs at your car. They're gonna throw rocks at your car. He says, don't be surprised. The second thing Peter says there is there's a purpose for those fiery trials to test you, to test you, because how do you know if the gold's real? We could have opened up the book of of Daniel with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they abstained from the king's table. They were able to sell them on the deal, but now they're facing a fiery furnace. Where is your faith, Nebuchadnezzar? What God is going to deliver you? What God is going to deliver you from that? And so we need to understand that these fiery trials that you and I face today, they're going to prove where you're at. When somebody attacks you for your faith, then that means you're speaking up for Jesus. Family even is going to do that because I experienced a little bit of that myself early on, that family will come against you. Friends will come against you, but it isn't supposed to be strange, he said. Peter says, man, this is what's gonna happen. And so we see this, we're we're surrounded constantly by the pressures to compromise our values and ultimately compromise our relationship with God. Here we see the government that is pressuring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to compromise their values, much of like what you're seeing today. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were probably even pressured by their own family. Come on, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you're, you're needed here need it for your kids you need for your look at the position you hold in office you're being used much greater there than anywhere else why would you just bow down we know what's in your heart we know what's in your heart but see any visible expression of bowing down to them was a visible exp- expression of what was in their heart and they weren't going to blow their testimony So, fiery trials are going to prove where we stand. Whatever you go through in this life, whatever blowback you get for your Christian faith, it's going to show where you're at with God. And we're in those times now. We're in those times now. The second thing I want you to see is God's faithfulness to us is evident through the trials. God's faithfulness to us is evident through the trials. Now, the reason I worded it that way is it's not God's faithfulness is proven in the trials. We, God doesn't have to prove anything about his faithfulness. He's already done that. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 13 says, If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. He cannot deny himself. So God doesn't have to prove his faithfulness, but it becomes evident so evident when we're facing the fiery trials like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. In Psalm 33:4, here's what the Bible says about God's faithfulness. For the word of the Lord is upright and all his work is done in faithfulness. Psalm 36:5, your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Psalm 40:11, as for you, O Lord, you will not restrain your mercy from me. Your steadfast love and your faithfulness will ever preserve me. In Psalm 89, tune 2, it says, for I said, steadfast love will be built up forever in the heavens. You will establish your faithfulness. Psalm 100, verse 5, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. I can go through the Psalms. I can go through other scriptures speaking of nothing but the faithfulness of God. He is so faithful, friends. And oftentimes you see coupled together his steadfast love and faithfulness. Like a couple of scriptures I read you, they're in the same sentence. Why? Because his faithfulness is an indication of his steadfast love for you. Years ago, I was at, you know, and this this was like before Christ Community Church ever started. Years ago, I I was at a men's retreat in the San Bernardino Mountains. And They had a special speaker on a Friday night and a Saturday, and I can't tell you to this day what he preached on. Just like you can't, you know, tomorrow, you're not going to know what I preached on. And, And I can't tell you to this day what he preached on, but I can tell you this is what I remember about the whole weekend. He said right after he was married... He was in an auto accident and his wife was paralyzed, neck down, everything, right after they had gotten married. And she was bound by that wheelchair for the rest of her life. And he said, You know what? Listen to me, men. I never went out and had sex with another woman. Even though I couldn't have sexual relations with my wife, I never went out and had sex with another woman because when I got married to her, I pledged my love to her. And we both said, I love you at that wedding. His faithfulness to his wife was the evidence of his love for his wife. And so God... In the same way, we see in verses 24 to 25 that God's presence, his faithfulness is evident in his presence. There's someone in the fiery furnace with them. Listen, you guys understand this. Whatever you're going through, you're not doing it alone. Like Pastor Chris said, Emmanuel, God with us. When you're a Christian, God takes up residence. That is not a nice, just some nice Christian saying that is actual truth in Scripture. We believe that and buy into that. Whatever we go through, God is with us. It doesn't matter. He is with us from womb to tomb. The reason I say womb to tomb, I'm talking about you're born again and even before that. God had everything with you coming into this world, and you were born again. And, and till the day you die, God is going to be faithful to you from womb to tomb from womb to tomb. His protection, his protection is seen in the fact that, look at verse 27. It says, the hair of their heads was not singed. Their cloaks were not harmed and no smell of the fire had come up on. them. You're talking about a fire so hot that it killed the ones that were throwing them in there, but their hair wasn't even singed. Their cloaks were not even burned. And it it reminds me of Isaiah because their situation put flesh on Isaiah chapter 43. Listen to Isaiah 43, verses one to two. But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. How many know that? Today he's redeemed you and you are his. How many believe that today? Say hallelujah if you believe that. All right, so now watch this. It doesn't stop there. Here's what I was getting at. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. This is them in the fiery furnace. You don't think Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew Isaiah's scriptures? They're like probably talking about this verse as they're walking through the fire. They're probably, hey, man, this is Isaiah 43 coming to life. You know what I mean? So, so But I do need to say this. God's deliverance sometimes, okay? God doesn't deliver us from the fire all the time. He delivers us through the fire. See, He didn't sweep Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego away. Some people read this passage of Scripture, they read Daniel 3, and they say, man, they didn't even suffer that's not true. They were human like you and me. They, you don't think that they, they had mental anguish going on. They knew what the consequences were. When they got called into the principal's office, they knew how many swats they were going to get. That's not today. It was when I grew up. But, but they knew back then when they were facing, when they got called in, we're in for it now, because he said that if we don't bow down, we're going into the fiery furnace. Can you imagine what he Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what they went through with their families and conversations. There was so much mental anguish. You remember when Jesus faced the cross in the Garden of Gethsemane? It says there he was, and he had so much mental anguish that the Bible says that, that he had sweat drops of blood, Luke's gospel tells us. See, the mental part of it is just as severe as the trial itself when we start to think about what they were facing, they suffered greatly, but they were not alone. God was with them. And so God didn't deliver them from the fire, but he delivered them through the fire. And I have to say this, because people take this passage of Scripture and they do all kinds of stuff with it. Sometimes we're not going to be delivered from death. Sometimes... And if you know Christ and you know what the Bible says about eternity, you know as well as I do today that that's our ultimate deliverance. How many would like to get rid of the flesh? Every time I see a cheeseburger, I got to beat that flesh into submission and stuff like that. There's going to be a day, though. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 19 and the the marriage supper, the lamb, that uh, Twinkies and In-N-Out burgers are going to be health food, and junk food is going to be broccoli and cauliflower. <laughs> no, <laughs> scratch that. I'm, I don't have a new version of the Bible called The Passion or whatever that is. But sometimes that doesn't happen. When we were on the Reformation tour, tour a couple years back, our group was walking through the streets of Oxford, and I th- put two pictures up there. We're walking through the streets of Oxford. The one on the right is my picture. The one on the left is a picture that I pulled off the internet just to show you the street. But this, this so you're walking down Broad Street in Oxford and you come across this. And you know what this was? This was the spot where martyrs for their faith took place. There were three martyrs. A marked spot where Bishops Ridley, um, and Latimer were burned at the stake for their faith on October 16th. When I saw that, I said, I got to have a picture of that. And then uh, on March 21st of 1556, so you've got 1555, and then you've got in March of 1556 a repeat where an archbishop, Cranmer, was burned at the stake, literally there, because they would not renounce the word of God. They would not renounce the word of God. So that was the spot and you're walking by and you're thinking, man, this is real. This is real. What would I do if they said, I'm gonna burn you at the stake if you do not renounce your beliefs right now? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? and 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 it was real and so so we see that this kind of thing do, did happen and it does happen in history but remember when stephen was stoned i can't help but think that those three martyrs that were burned at the stake may have got a glimpse of heaven because in acts chapter 7 verse 55 to 56 here's what it says of stephen But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. I mean, how many Christians ever had a vision like that through life? And he said, behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. That as Stephen was being stoned, it's as if Jesus stood up and welcomed him into heaven himself. You know what Latimer said? His last words, when the stake was burnt, when he was burnt at the stake, it said, "Be of good cheer, Master Ridley, and play the man. for we shall this day light such a candle in England as I trust by God's grace shall never be put out. And that candle still burns today, for every Christian that walks by there, for every Christian. God's servants know one thing: that when they suffer, God is faithful. Job was suffering through the loss of his family, the loss of his business, even the loss of his health. The Bible says he had boils on him, but you know what he said? I know my Redeemer lives. When Peter and and John were standing before the the officials and and they're saying, you guys need to shut up about this Jesus, they said, we can't help but preach about him and we're going to obey God and not man. When the apostle Paul was facing life-threatening situations in his life, he said, man, if I ever get out of this, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. I mean, this is God's people that understand that God's faithfulness is there in the midst of every trial they face. And the last thing, last point I want to make this morning is our faithfulness to God is a witness through the trials. When we go through difficult situations, our witness of the reality of God and the God we serve is there. Look at verse 24. It says... Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. But look at verse 27. And the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together. And I want you to see this. Take note of this. And saw, they saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of those men. They saw. See, people always watch us. They always see you. We tell them about Christ, but it's in the trials that they see Christ. Because we handle things a little bit different than the world does. And we do it for the person we love that we've never met face to face. Just like the coronavirus deal, I was so proud of the church on going out there and feeding people and and responding very different than many people were in the world. They were like, man, so many people were afraid to die, and they were afraid of going. But we knew where we were going, and people saw our faith, not fear. They saw our faith through the whole situation, and that's the way we live because we know we're a testimony. Now, look at, here's what I'm going to close with. I want you to hear the testimony of Nebuchadnezzar himself. That was, I closed three times, but come on out. (laughs) So, don't you love our worship team? Now, hey. When, when they sing and the band strikes up, you bow down to Jesus, right? It's not a statue, amen? Listen to me. I want you to see, because here's a king that's filled with pride, and here's a king that was saying, man, I'm going to build a statue so big, I'm going to make sure everyone understands my empire and my kingdom is going to last forever. This is how prideful he was. But when it was all said and done... He testified of what he saw of the three Hebrews, which when I looked at that, I said, my goodness, this is what it's required to live a life faithful to God in a world in Babylon. We're in our own Babylon right now, but I want you to see this. Look at verse uh, 28. Nebuchadnezzar answered, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him and set aside the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any God except their own God. Now I want you to see these three statements because if you want to live a faithful life before the Lord, then I want you to take the words of a pagan king. Okay? Number one, trust God no matter what. He says of Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, they trusted in this God. They trusted in this God. Do you know that the closer they got to the fiery furnace and all of that, they were probably sweating bullets, not because of the heat of the fire, but because they knew their life was was on the hook right then. And in the midst of everything going on in their minds, they still said, we're going to trust God. Number one, that's what Nebuchadnezzar says. He says, man, they trusted him. Number two, obey God's word no matter what. Obey God's word no matter what. Listen to this. What does Nebuchadnezzar say? He says, they set aside the king's command. Nebuchadnezzar was the most powerful, one of the most wicked and depraved kings that ever lived. This guy had it all. And he's saying they set aside the king's command. Why did they set aside the king's command? Because of Exodus 20. Our God said we don't bow down to any image. So one, trust God no matter what. Two, obey God's word no matter what. Whenever government says that you need to do this and it conflicts with your values rooted in Scripture... Then you need to obey God. We live in peace with the governor, the government. We live in peace and everything else. But the minute they call us to conflict with our values, then that's when you say, No, nope, I have none of that. The third thing, and the final thing I want you to see, is stake your life on God no matter what. Stake your life on God. Look what Nebuchadnezzar says. And they yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship a God except their own. See that for a minute because we are bought with a price. We're not our own, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, that we belong to God, even our physical bodies. And that plays out more than just in morality and not, you know, doing stuff with our bodies that we shouldn't, but it also plays out and when our life is under threat, we stake our life on God, like Stephen did, like these three Hebrew believers did. You could read the, the end of the chapter there what he doesn't just bless God and he doesn't just testify of their faithfulness, but he also puts a proclamation out in the land that if you speak against this God, you're going to be ripped from limb to limb. That's, that's Nebuchadnezzar for you. Those were his laws. Not a speeding ticket, not a court appearance. You're going to be ripped limb from limb. And then the last thing, they're promoted. They're promoted. So what you're seeing in chapter 3 is because they chose to honor God and live out their life in Babylon, in the world system, not compromising, their influence went far and wide. And we need to understand that too. God uses us in influential ways when we stand on the truth and when we speak the truth. Let's pray as we go to the Lord in communion. Lord, we thank you for this word today, for Daniel chapter 3. We see where three young men chose not to compromise but to honor you. And as a result of that, you honored them. We know our ultimate deliverance will come. But while we're here in this world, Paul would also say, this present suffering is not to be compared with the future glory. Lord, may we be your witnesses. And the only way we can be your witnesses is stand against the culture, the tide of culture, loving people into the kingdom. Not militant, not antagonistic, but lovingly leading people in the way of truth. This we pray in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen.
0: Thanks for joining us today for Love, Live, Lead, the broadcast ministry of Christ Community Church in Imperial Valley. The church office is open Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at 590 West Orange Avenue in El Centro, or call 760-337-9400 for information or for prayer. Christ Community Church has three campuses in El Centro, Raleigh, and Calexico, plus a congregation in Spanish. As we navigate the end of the COVID-19 quarantine season and transition to in-person regathering, we encourage you to find out information about events and each campus's worship service schedule when you follow us on social media on our website at www.ccciv.org or simply download the ccciv app you'll find the direct link to the app at www.ccciv.org forward slash get the app or when you text ccciv app to 77977